The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is July 25th, 2017. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. As always, my co-host, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. Well, thank you, Bill. I just want to remind everyone about help with their disability claims. The VSP channel is now providing online benefit help. So if you're having a problem like so many of us, you need to check out the VSPchannel.com. As we all know, getting benefits that you qualify for can sometimes last for years and totally be a pain in the butt. (laughs) Check out what Dan Helmuth can do for you. Dan is successful at knowing how to file for benefit claims and is now offering his services online and for free. Again, be sure to listen to Dan's show on the American Heroes Network archive section of our website. Their show date was July 11th, 2017. Now, Bill, you have a little bit of news for us about the Choice Program. Yes, Gary, it's in the news again, and, uh, and as we reported earlier, uh, problems with the uh, budget with the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, uh, and it's uh, it's a real concern right now. Now, eight of the major veteran service organizations on this past Saturday urged Congress to provide emergency money to the Department of Veterans Affairs without cutting other VA programs as the House moves quickly to address a budget shortfall that threatened medical care for patients uh, that number in the thousands. Uh, Gary, uh, you know, one of the things that's uh, rather amazing uh, uh, that uh, they would, uh, let's say, rob Peter to pay Paul, to cover these, the, the shortfall here is that those veterans who are, you know, uh, committed to, a um, a a, uh, a home uh, where they're receiving uh, uh, service would uh, have their VA compensation reduced. That's part of where they're looking to to get this money uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, you know make the budget right. That's it's not unfortunate right. that 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 it's it's that way. You know. The uh, choice program exists primarily to assist those veterans who uh, experience long waits in getting to see a doctor who may be about 40 miles away from the nearest uh, VA facility. 
so it's uh, it's 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 very important that this situation gets right. Uh, further, uh, we've uh, we understand that the uh, that the VA has uh, instructed the VA medical centers around the country to limit the number of veterans it sends to private doctors. That's right now dealing with this shortfall in the funding. So this is so vital, Gary. There's a lot more to this story uh, about the Choice Program, but, uh, you know, as usual, we want our listening audience to be aware that there is a problem with this and to stay tuned with the budget situation with the Choice Program. Right, and I'm going through the Choice Program right now, and I'll tell you, they they did say that I had uh, up to five uh, more appointments with the same doctor um, up until the end of the year. At the end of the year, who knows what's going to happen. Well, let's hope, Gary, they stick with that and don't change their mind. All right. Well, let's get on with our show. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Uh, Gary, it's an honor today to uh, introduce our guest, John N. Valentine III. John is the founder and chief executive officer of Phantom Support. Now, John spent 20 years in the United States Army, retired as a sergeant first class. He saw tours of duty in Afghanistan, Iraq. He was awarded the Combat Medic Badge and the Bronze Star for action under fire. John retired from the United States Army in September 2010 and started Operation Phantom Support in January 2014. Now, John is married to uh, Jeanette, his wife, uh, has four kids, HB, 17, Ashlyn, who's 11, Emma, uh, who's 10, and Jacob, who's 5. John lives in the Coppers Cove, Texas area, just outside of Fort Hood, Texas. Uh, John also enjoys playing golf, softball, and playing co- cop poker. John, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, John. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Appreciate you guys for having me. All right. Well, John, how did it all begin? I mean, what made up your mind as far as providing the programs that you are now? Well, honestly, Bill, uh, Gary, it was mostly because, you know, after all my service, uh, all my time and working with soldiers, you know, throughout my career as a platoon sergeant, a squad leader, a first sergeant at times, different things, you know, I saw a need, a family need, more than what the soldier needed himself. You know what I mean? Like, the soldier could take care of himself for the most part, but having to take care of his family sometimes would get him distracted or have him not 100% at work or not focus on his training or whatever it was. So I thought, you know, when I got out, maybe there's something I could do to help that remedy some of that situation and make it a little easier for the leaders that are still in the Army now and, you know, lead these guys now. So I thought maybe, you know, we do something to help their families out a little bit more, a little bit more direct support for the families. You know, the soldier will benefit from it, but more taking care of their families and make their families more comfortable when they're deployed or when they're on the field or, you know, whether whatever they might be doing, that their families secure and at home and they got everything they need and if they don't they know where to go to reach out to get some help so that's kind of what we wanted to create so that's where we came up with the process or the programs that we have so that's what we did all right and another good thing to bring out too that you cover all eras correct yeah uh, that's, i mean the significant thing about us is different than a lot of nonprofits, and i don't want to get on a tangent if i can talk about this for a while but 
we help. We do not single out any veteran to make them any more important than any other veteran. Meaning, the post-911 veterans are, are wonderful guys and gals. They're great soldiers and great veterans when they get out. But they're no more important than our Vietnam era veterans or our Korean War veterans or our Desert veterans. Every veteran wrote the same check. You know what I'm saying? So every veteran should be treated the same. Um, so our, our nonprofit doesn't have any rank requirements, doesn't have any deployment requirements, injury requirements. Just that you're serving or you serve honorably. And then you automatically qualify, and so does your family. All right. All right. Now, I see here, you know, you, you do do a number of services, and, and uh, why don't we go ahead and, and run through them and make sure that everybody understands the types of services they are. Okay. All right. So, uh, we do, right now, currently, we have nine active programs that we run to help soldiers and veterans. Um, the biggest program um, that has the, you know, the biggest impact on most families is we have a food pantry that runs twice a week, all month long. So the soldiers and veterans are able to come eight times a month. Um, so if they come all eight times, they get between three and four hundred dollars worth of value of food, meaning what's what's on the price tags from the you know the people when the, the companies donate it, we pick it up from the food bank, you know, based on what's on so on the prices on the food, based on that value, it's between three and four hundred dollars worth of value. Um, so it really helps their families when they're going grocery shopping because, as we all know, prices on food and everything has gone up steadily over the last you know decade. So it helps because then when the soldier goes shopping instead of sending five hundred dollars or so, they might only spend two hundred, so they save three hundred bucks. Um, that's one of our programs. Uh, another program we have is our thrift store, of course, and that's more to help basically help the nonprofit or help our charity pay the bills because it's a people can make donations there like they do at Goodwill or Salvation Army or anywhere else, get the same tax receipt benefits. But 95% of people that shop in our stores are soldiers or veterans, so that it basically goes right back into another soldier veteran's family's needs. Uh, but that store helps us raise enough money to pay the rent, the electric bill, and all that stuff, so we're not taking money out from the donations to use for the administrative costs. Mm-hmm. Another program we have is uh, Operation Phantom Cakes, which is our birthday cake program for military kids. So ages 1 to 18, they get free birthday cakes um, that are made by our volunteer bakers that are mostly, you know, baking students or, you know, just women who just love to bake and love to give back to the military community. So they help us by baking cakes. So they get free birthday cakes. We also have Operation Toys for Troops, which is our Christmas toy program where soldiers and veterans kids, a lot like Toys for Tots, except ours doesn't just do it for underprivileged kids. They just do it for military kids and veterans kids. So it's specific to active duty military kids or veterans kids. We give them up to three, two to three toys per child when they come in. Again, no qualifications, no rank requirements, and that stuff is still the same as it was for everything else. Um, we have Operation Resupply, which is a program we're actually getting ready to launch here in a couple of weeks. It's our resupply program for school, so it provides backpacks and school supplies for the kids, the military kids in the area, to help their families subsidize some of the costs of sending their kids back to school. So they'll save money on the backpack and some of the school supplies we get for them. Um, Another program is Operation Monkey Wrench, which is our car repair program where we help soldiers and veterans get their cars repaired. So they, they chip in a little bit to help, but for the most part, it saves them about 70% on their estimate of their vehicle repairs. Uh, there's some requirements to it, meaning it's got to be your primary vehicle. You know, it can't just be your, you know, your work car that, you know, your project car you got in the garage. It's got to be a car that you use every day, go to and from work or take the kids to and from school, stuff like that. Um, another program we have is called Infinite Possibilities. It's a program that my team started um, for soldiers who have children with, a, with special needs that have phased out of high school. So, for instance, a kid might be 21 or 22 and he finally graduated high school because he's a special needs. Mentally, he might only be, you know, 14 or 15 or 13 or whatever, but he's actually 21. But now we have a program for the families to bring those kids to us where they can volunteer at the charity. They actually get to do some, they get hired and they can work. 
Um, they can make some money so they can start living a little bit more independently and start getting, you know, giving their family some independence and giving them an opportunity to gather some independence. Um, we have Operation Welcome Home, which is a program that we use to help when soldiers are redeploying back from theater and their units are going to do stuff. So we help supply stuff for the single soldiers for their barracks room, food and drinks, or snacks. We also help provide for unit parties like barbecues and stuff. We help provide the food and all the drinks for the parties to help subsidize the cost so that the, the unit can enjoy a party. Um, so just things like that. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big plethora of just different things that we do to just kind of help with, you know, the day-to-day living kind of things of things you don't think about, but they happen every year, birthdays, Christmas, backpacks, school, you know, things of that nature, car repairs, you know, everybody's car always, you know, every time you make a little extra money, all of a sudden there's something wrong with your car. It just always seems to be that way. So we try to help soldiers, you know, when they don't get devastated by their, you know, car repairs. So we try to help them do that. So there's some, some projects we do, but that's pretty much the gist of what we do. Uh huh. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, uh, a number of uh, things that you do for our veterans is um, uh, outstanding. Now, we're gonna, what we're going to do, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, sure. we want to get into this a little bit deeper. Uh, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Valentine from Phantom Support. And, Bill, you had a question? Well, John, uh, Operation Phantom Support is uh, in the uh, community there with uh, Fort Hood. Uh, a major military uh, installation where uh, army personnel are being deployed, returning, and being redeployed. And, uh, and I'm sure you get an opportunity to observe a lot of these individuals as they return from the battlefield and combat to home and community. They're not always reintegrating uh, in, a, in, a, in a real positive way. Explain to our listening audience 
some of the common concerns that affect our folks when they return after that service, the conditions and circumstances that uh, impact them, that causes them to come and visit Operation Phantom Support? Well, Bill, to be honest with you, I think um, a lot of us that have returned back from those theaters of operation, you know, come back, we're never the same. So in saying that, because you're never the same, you make decisions sometimes that you normally wouldn't have made before you deployed and went to those environments because sometimes those decisions are made more out of emotional charges versus a logical decision-making process. So a lot of these soldiers make very rash or bold or aggressive decisions that get them either in trouble one way financially or another way personally or another way, you know, it could could just be a a huge barometer of things that they could do. But the, the bottom line is, and, and, I, and I'll be honest with both of you and everybody listening. I struggle with PTSD all the time, too, from what I saw and what I had to go through in my deployments. And I go to groups and I talk to other vets and we try to, you know, help each other. But the biggest thing, I think, is a lot of these kids come back and they make rash decisions really fast, really like you have to make in combat. Like you have to make a decision right there on the spot. And some of us don't allow us to cock the trigger. We just pull the trigger instead of just cocking the trigger and thinking this through and looking at our finances or looking at order, the decision's made, and then they're, in, then they're in trouble. Like, I had a kid that came in a while back who went out when he got back and bought a brand-new Escalade, and he's only an E4, and he's got a wife and two kids. But he just did it immediately because he saved up all that money for his deployment. He thought he was good, and then, nope, now his truck payment is, you know, an astronomical number. He can't really afford it. But to get out of it, he'd be so upside down that he'd never... Where you, you know, get out of that situation. So, you know, it's, I gotta be honest, though, I think a lot of it with most soldiers when they come back, it's just because we're so in that theater and theater of operations, you have a tendency to make decisions in, in an instant versus sitting through and thinking it all the way through. And I think that's the biggest challenge for us when we come back from a deployment is slowing everything down for us. It's, it takes time. It's taken me years to slow down enough where I didn't, I do the same thing. I go on an impulse, buy stuff on whatever, and oh crap, my check this bouncer, oh this, this bouncer. I didn't have enough to pay a bill. And it took me a little while to get back into slowing everything down. So I think for most soldiers and most most veterans who suffer with different conditions from deployment, that's one of the biggest challenges we have is we just, we still re, we're reactive instead of proactive, I guess that's the best way to put it from that standpoint. So I think that's the biggest concern is soldiers making rash decisions and it puts them in a bad financial situation or a bad personal situation and then we just try to get in there and help them. Absolutely, John. And and as you were uh, giving your response there, you made uh, uh, an allusion there to uh, what amounts to the family. Many of these individuals uh, have families that prior to their deployments and coming on active duty, they were they were living uh, 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 good lives, successful lives. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. operating the home with the family, sending their kids to school. And when they come back, these kinds of circumstances come about. I, I, does uh, phantom support in assisting the the, the, the the service member when they return, uh, is the concern for the families also to be able to assist them along with the uh, the service person? Yeah. Yes, my team, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, Bill, because my team, we're getting ready to, to create a program called Operation Giving Care. So what that program is specifically built for is to take care of the spouse of the veteran who's struggling. For instance, you know, if a soldier comes back and he's, he gets out, he's 100% disabled from PTSD. And I'm just using that as an example because we see that quite yeah. a bit. 
now that that spouse has to take that soldier to the veteran to the VA all the time for appointments with the doctor, all the, she doesn't have time to take care of her kids or take care of the house because she's so devoted to taking care of her husband who's providing and doing all the things he's doing. So we've created a pro, we're going to create a program that helps take care of them. That helps with, we're going to give them a house cleaning service, a yard service, uh, a respite service for them to take them to the day spa every once in a while to just let them recharge their batteries, a, a child care service where we can help pay for their child care while they're taking their husbands or spouses to the appointment. And then, a pre-prepared meals program, too, so after they've been at the VA all day, when the wife gets home, she does not have to go in the kitchen and try to spend an hour to get dinner ready. She can throw a casserole in the oven, heat it up, and then they can eat. So, yeah, I mean, my team, that was one of the biggest things my team and I have been talking about over the last year is, like, we need to do more for the wife, the spouses and the kids to make sure they're taken care of. Plus, we link right. up with a couple of different organizations that help with mental health support for not only the vet, but also the spouse. So the spouse can learn more about PTSD or some of the troubles that their spouse is going through so they understand it better, so they make better decisions with their spouse, so they don't inflate or instigate long, you know, bigger drawn-out fights or arguments because now they know, okay, if my husband's just having a PTSD moment, I need to walk away or whatever they teach him. But the point is, that's one of our biggest new addresses is taking care of the spouses and their families because people, and I was a dependent child for 19 years because my dad did 20 years in the Navy. All right, so I know what it's like to be on the other side of the fence as far as being the dependent, being the kid, being the son, that kind of stuff. So... And my family, my mom and dad both worked for me at the charity, so they, they helped me, and they made, we sat down and talked about it one day, when I look, we need to do something bigger for the wives and the kids that are coming through here to get the food, because they're struggling with their father having these conditions, too. And we're like, you know what? You're right. So that program, hopefully, will kick off. We're actually working with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and some other organizations to try to get some funding and get all that going, so that we can actually do more for the hidden heroes, so to speak, the spouses that are behind the scenes that do all the extra work that a lot of people don't even know they're doing for their spouse, for their veteran. John, that's yeah, so important that. yeah. because, as uh, as you know, that uh, when our men and women return, the families begin to take on some of the situations that affect the the returning uh, uh, member who've served, and it becomes a family issue at that point, and uh, it, it, and there has to be a family solution for which I exactly. think you have just uh, alluded to, and that's so important. Now, one of the things I noticed from the website there that there's, uh, uh, you uh, uh, require, I think it's a $20 contribution each yep. month, so the, uh, the, the uh, veterans and uh, active duty people can participate in this. How are some of the uh, other ways that uh, these persons that are participating can uh, uh, can can be also supportive in helping along with the uh, the overall program? Definitely. Well, you know, we we do a lot now. You know, social media is kind of taking over the world. So we have there's a place on our website where a soldier or a veteran that they might be a donor, but they want to do more. They can go on there and they can do a crowdfunding fundraiser on their own Facebook page. They can, that we have, they just go on a link on our page. It's called under one of the tabs there. You hit crowdfunding, and then you can start, hey, I'm trying to raise charity, raise money for this nonprofit that does all this for my family. They help, so if you guys can help by donating whatever you want to donate, my goal is to raise $500, or my goal is to raise, you know, whatever. They can do that. Uh, we also allow them to come in. You'd be surprised how many vets come in and volunteer for us. It's, it's amazing the heart. They feel so good about what we're doing for them, or, or they see the impact it's having on their lives, and they want to make sure that they can give back to other veterans. So they come in and help hand the food out, or they help us. You know, when, when we get donations in, they help us unload the donations and sort them and do whatever we're doing. So, you know, they're all in. Most of most of people have been with me. I have, I have soldiers and veterans that have been with me since we've since we opened, and they're still with me. 
they're still donating every month and they're still coming to get the food and coming using the birthday cakes and and it's just changed their lives and they'll tell you you know if you if you talk to anybody who's been with me for a while they'll tell you how much it's changed their lives just because of the opportunities it's allowed them to have because they save money or they've met people or we've got them in touch with other organizations and they've been able to do stuff so and you know that's kind of my attitude down here with all the other nonprofits it's not about who's better it's about how many veterans and soldiers we can help <laughs> and how many families we can change their lives with. That's what's important. It's not about money. It's not about, you know, I do the $20 thing. We do the $20 thing because we want the soldiers to feel like they're helping themselves, but also helping all the other soldiers that are in the line for the food or all the other soldiers that get birthday cakes. We want to make them feel like they're doing something else for their battle buddies and that they still have that brotherhood or sisterhood and they can still give back to a fellow soldier or veteran. So that's kind of why we did it that way. I mean, plus, it alleviates a lot of us having to write grants and spending all this money on, you know, I don't want a salary of over $100,000. That wasn't why I did this. I want to make enough money to take care of my family, but I'm not looking to make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. I'm trying to give back to my brothers and my sisters that are still doing what I did and then the guys who came home, and I want to make sure they're okay. That's where my heart is. It's not about money. I mean, I got my retirement check, my disability, and I got another side job that I do. I mean, it's about giving back. See, that's the biggest problem I have with all these bigger nonprofits that do those type of things. It's like these guys are retired generals running these organizations that only help post nine eleven vets. But what about the other vets? Right, Why exactly. Would you a job that, that's only helping out only a post nine eleven vet, not our Vietnam vets. What, I mean, the Vietnam veterans <clears throat> sacrificed so much for us, all these post nine eleven vets, because they went through the trauma of coming back from a war where people disres- disrespected them. Now we get rainbows being shot over our water, being shot over the, the, the planes in Dallas when we come in, and all this other stuff, and people shaking their hands. Those Vietnam guys, why would you forget about them? Because they were just as important as we were. They were doing their jobs just like we are. Because if you believe bad things didn't happen in Iraq or Afghanistan to, to innocent people, you're crazy. So it just, it, it just it drives me, my gut gets hurt because, I mean, all these retired officers, senior officers, and NCOs that take these high-paying jobs at these nonprofits that are only singling out our veterans. You know, and I'm, not, I'm just about, listen, it's about taking care of our vets. All right, they wrote a check and could have gave their lives. Some of them did. But some of, a lot of us didn't. So those guys that come back, we're different people now. Like, you know, we talked about earlier. When you come back from those environments, you're a completely different human being. You left your house. You were the man of the house. You were this and that. You come back and you're angry all the time. Or you're frustrated all the time. And then your kids are getting angry and short and frustrated and being bad at school because dad's bad at home. And so it leads into a whole lot of other things. So, you know, us as a nonprofit world for the vets, we need to hone ourselves in and readdress what we're doing it for. You know, that's why I try telling these guys, you know, it's not about making money. If you want to make money, go in the corporate world. Go get a job and make money. Make yourself proud. Do it that way. But don't use it on the expense of other people who are donating because you're tugging at their heartstrings. Because you're showing a guy who lost his leg in Afghanistan and you're trying to get people to donate money. And then you use that money to fly to Colorado and spend the night, you know, in some elaborate hotel. That's not what this is about. <laughs> so, you know, back to where you were talking about is it's, it's just... The families are the most important thing for any soldier or veteran because that's the core of where you are. You know, and God help you if you're a single soldier and you come back and, you, you know, you, you're in a situation like that and you don't have that support. And that's why, you know, we do a lot with single soldiers, too. We try to take them out on trips. We, we work with different organizations that help the single soldiers get them out on the water, go fishing, go hunting, you know, go play poker, you know, do whatever. Just get out of the house and do some things. So that's what we try to do is just kind of collect everybody up and do something. So and I didn't mean to get on a tangent there, guys, but I'm telling you that stuff about no. singling out vets really drives me nuts. And then when these, these big companies, these big nonprofits that break in these millions and millions of dollars and then don't give back to the smaller nonprofits or sue the, non- the smaller nonprofits because they're using a s- certain logo different or whatever, it just it boggles my mind. So, yeah. 
Well, you know, when you hear about them buying um, uh, beach line property down in Miami, that's pretty outrageous also. <laughs> well, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, the CEO of a, exactly. of a nonprofit is making more in a month than what a soldier makes in a year. Something is not right, right in, in Denmark. You know what I'm saying? Something's not right. Yeah, exactly. You know, if the CEO's making over $30,000 in a month and a soldier doesn't even make $30,000 in a year, and then he's asking people to donate to him so he can make that salary, just, to me, it's just asinine, but that's just me. So. Right, right. Well, we're, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Right. <laughs> well, you're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Valentine from Phantom Support. Now, John, you know, you said you, you also work with uh, other organizations, other nonprofits. I think this is the main thing that should be happening all over because if you have a nonprofit in California, well, let's even use Texas like yourself, and there's somebody in Virginia that needs your services, you know, to, to work with other organizations to, uh, uh, that can help you with that with that benefit to give to that soldier so uh, how many organizations do you work with presently out of texas personally in texas there's like six that i work with right now that help soldiers and veterans um there are a couple that are national and there are a couple that are just texas based um mm-hmm. but that way i have a good network of people that i if i got a certain like i had a soldier that they called that needed help with rent for a veteran so I reached out to a buddy of mine who runs a charity up in Dallas. It's a, it's a national program. They, they bring a few, you know, a few more bucks, but they have a program specifically for that. So I know that. So I called him and said, hey, you know, can you help this guy? And he said, yeah, of course. So we gave him all the contact information. They called and they helped the guy get his rent paid. So it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, that's the reason I got into this is so that we would make those contacts and be able to help each other, no matter whether you're in Dallas or Fort Hood or you're in Houston or you're in San Antonio. doesn't matter. So, yeah. 
That's true. And John, you know, you mentioned before we went on break about, you know, services, uh, providing services such as fishing. You know, there's an organization out there up in Virginia that is national, including Texas. It's called Real American Heroes. It's spelled R-E-E-L. They will come with professional uh, fishermen with their professional bass boats, and they will take the family out, providing the tackle box, providing a rod and reel, and uh, uh, they get to take that home with them. Uh, but it right. is a time for that family to get back united again and, and have a peace right. of mind, especially out on the water. So keep that in mind. It's called Real no, American amazing. Heroes. I'll reach yeah, out. And- I'll reach out as soon as I get off. <laughs> I'm all about reaching out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think Bill wanted to go fishing with them. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Take, yeah, I'd love to take people out. I'd love to give people that chance. Well, well, Gary, you know, and 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 after you fish and you want to get back to work, let's not forget our good friends out in Oregon with Tools for Troops uh, uh, to right. network with those guys. You know the story of what they do out there in in Oregon. Right, cool. right, and and John, if you ever want to work with a guy there, uh, they provide tools for vets and at no cost. So you know, somebody comes back yeah, and they're, they used to be in the construction. Yeah, they're in the construction. They'll they'll give you tools at no cost, and you can also use the tool if you just need one for a project of your own. You can use the tool and you can send it back to them. So there's a lot of, and it's called Tools for Troops. And yeah, uh, that's another organization that uh, that's trying to go national, uh, but they're succeeding. It's just a matter of, you know, it costs. Can you imagine trying to ship something, a heavy tool? Yeah. Um, yeah. Government's going to get you there. <laughs> so hopefully yeah, they can work something. Well, maybe we can work with them. You know, that's one of those things. Some of these organizations, you just partner up with them, and then we start doing it on and but through them. You know what I mean? It's just one thing. Mm-hmm. We'll be the satellite down here at the Fort Hood, Texas area or whatever. You know, it, exactly. that's, that's doable. It's just a matter of talking to each other. Exactly. Now, again, you know, you you service just just on the food pantry alone, six to eight hundred soldiers, um, and that, that's for forty seven. That's yeah, that's per week. It's forty seven weeks out yeah. of the year. That's a lot of a lot of families that you help out there. Yeah, that's so, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right now, John, do you have yeah. any, any stories for us that you know we don't need real names, but I mean some good stories that you've helped uh, our vets? Yeah, um, we had a veteran who. Uh, Actually, it's kind of a sad story at the beginning, but it ends up being really good. But we had a veteran that came back from, he got out, uh, was a, a contractor, uh, and came home and his, his wife had decided to leave him and took the kids back to their home state of Ohio. But then after a little while, she decided she wanted to surrender the kids back to him, but this guy had nowhere to live. So we basically went in and while he went, we worked it out with him, got him a plane fare and everything to go to Ohio to get his kids. But while he was gone, we got into his apartment and basically furnished the whole apartment. Beds for the kids, bed for him, dining room set, you know, made the whole house. When he came back, it was like he left. It was an empty apartment when he came back. The walls had pictures. There's food in the refrigerator. There's dishes in the cupboard. You know, they had everything. We completely restocked all. We basically put a whole apartment together for him and his two daughters. And he turned one bedroom into a bedroom and the other bedroom into a big playroom and put toys and, you know, so... That's the kind of stuff that we try to do. It's just make, we want to make that impact. This veteran, you know, did it. He went and got out, did a contract job, came back. You know, we don't put a lot of that stuff on our Facebook page or website or anything like that because we're not about trying to get people to tug at their heartstrings. We want people to know the, the nuts and bolts of what we do, which is help families help themselves every day. Right. Do we do stuff like that? Yes, of course we do. 
I mean, we helped the soldiers. We just helped the, we just worked with soldiers and angels. They just called me from San Antonio. Their CEO called me and said, hey, John, I need some help. I'm like, what's up? Hey, I need to, I need, we just got a car donated. We want to give it to a veteran family in the Fort Hood clean area. I said, okay. So I, I sent her a list of four or five veterans that I knew were needed cars. And they ended up giving a car to a family that their car just broke down a couple months ago and they had to junk it. So, yeah, we work together, too, because it's just a matter of making it right for that veteran if we get the chance. So, yeah, we have plenty of stories. But I'll, I'll tell you, the biggest thing for me that they have that has the biggest impact on me is just seeing the face of the people when they come in to get the food and how grateful they are. Because we, you can just see it in their eyes. You know, you get to a point when you've been doing this long enough, Gary, that you can just see it in people's eyes when you know you're really making an impact. You know, they don't even have to say anything to you. You can just see it in their behavior, their body language, and their eyes. That thank you. You know what I mean? You just see that deep, committed thank you. And you just feel good when you go home. That's true. And I think one yeah. of the things that they should offer all organizations, all nonprofits, is education to the families. Um, yeah. That's that's one of the big things. Uh, you know, that wife that left, for instance, uh, yeah. she probably didn't have the first uh, the idea what, what what she was doing. No, you she know? was thinking about herself, I'm sure. I mean, that's usually people in a, in a, in a relationship situation, when they get yeah. to that point, you're only thinking about yourself. It's self-preservation at that point. And then, she made a bad decision for the kids and herself or whatever she did. But the point is we wanted to take care of that veteran who came to us and just said, look, I just need some help. Whatever you can do, I'd appreciate. So we did everything we could. And to this day, that guy, you know, he called us, he checked on us, sent us pictures of the kids, how they're doing, they're less good. So it's a great story for us. But we keep that internally with our staff, just for our staff. That's the stuff I use with my staff, with my volunteers and my staff. And I go, here, here's, mm-hmm. this is what you did for these people. This is how hard what you're doing and how big of an impact you're making. See, I use that to sell to my staff because I want them to keep coming in recharged and ready to go. And you know, because there's frustrating days working at a nonprofit. Let me tell you. But if I can keep those guys recharged and my volunteers happy and, and feel like they're making a difference, they keep coming. And that's how I use those good stories. Is more for my own staff. So, right. I remind them what they're doing. So, exactly. Bill. Well, John, you know, one of the things that we try each week to do uh, in these broadcasts is to provide information because I personally believe that that the greatest void uh, in our veterans community is a lack of information. If you don't know how to navigate the system, where to go, what to do, and how to get there, you're lost. And it's so important, and that in itself uh, has a negative effect upon our returning men and women and that the frustration that sets in and wanting to do something but not knowing how, where, and who to be in contact with. So that's that's so important. Yeah. And I think as you go along, and I, and I think you guys are going to be successful in networking to get to uh, other organizations that you can work with and uh, because it's all about veterans supporting and helping other veterans. For an example, there in Texas, uh, in, in the Austin area, uh, there's an organization that we work closely with, and uh, you can check them from our website, is the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. Uh, this is a, uh, a, a TV operation that's up 24 hours a day, and it's on the uh, on the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs uh, 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 website uh, to be able, and you know the impact of, of, of suicides and how they are uh, impacting our, our men and women in, in the area, but there's so many things that's out there. For an example, re- being able to relax 
you know, we, we've dealt with an organization that's called the IHOOT, I-H-O-O-T, uh, uh, organization in Lowell, Maryland, that uh, provide uh, getaway trips for veterans and their families. Right. But those mm-hmm. kinds of things, John, if we don't know about them, we miss them, and that keeps the frustration going. Well, yeah. I mean, ever since Gary reached out to me, I've been having my team, we've been hitting you guys' website, and anything, any resource we can share, we try to share it. Let people know, hey, there's this, there's that. Check this out if you're interested. And you'd be surprised how many people, we got like 10,000 followers on our Facebook page, so we get quite a bit of action. So, I mean, we are all about sharing. When anybody emails me, hey, John, we're doing this for the vets, I share it. Hey, John, we're doing this for the vets, share it. Because it's the only way these veterans get the information. And I tell everybody, share it. Share it on your Facebook page so other veterans that your friends see it. You know, because if they're not following our Facebook page, they need to see it, so we need to, you know. But you're right. I mean, it's all about networking. It's all about, you know, allowing people to get that information so they could use the information. So, yeah. That, that is true. That is true. And, Gary, one other thing i just uh, like to mention, and, and, and I, I uh-huh. heard the passion in John's voice about these folks that are uh, making the money and getting getting rich. You know, there's an organization out that that, that uh, sort of keeps their eye on uh, those groups that go out and solicit the funds. It's called Charity Watch, and they're looking to see, you know, uh, uh, what the kinds of money that they bring in. Because you know, as a nonprofit, everything you you, you do, it's uh, you can access that information on the uh, uh, the Internal Revenue services website and you see how they spend the money but uh, some of these folks as gary mentioned are, 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 are living with and retiring with six figure uh, charities yeah. charity watch i think yeah. is so important john because they find organizations such as phantom uh, uh support uh, who uh, are grassroots organizations to see mm-hmm and to uh, to give them attention for being able to provide service. In other words, they look at it, Gary, and you correct me if I'm incorrect about this, they look at from every organization that can, uh, 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 for every donated dollar that they receive, that between 87 cents and maybe 95 cents of that <coughs> donated dollar is spent direct to service and assisting the veterans that they work with. Right. And, and you know, they're coming down with stricter stricter rules on that 990, which uh, you're right, yeah, Bill. I can, they can always that. check that out because that's that's a big factor, whether, you know, somebody wants to donate something, that's the first place they should go. Yeah, they should. They should look to yeah. see where the funds are going and how they're being spent. That's the whole point of running one of these places. That's correct. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Valentine from Phantom Support. John, uh, do you have any uh, events coming up in the near future? Our our biggest event that's coming up right now, we've got two little things going on. We've got a dodgeball tournament running down here to raise some money for the charity for another buddy of mine who just started a, a organization that helps military kids and the community kids with sporting activities. So we're doing a dodgeball tournament. And then the other big thing we have is Operation Resupply. We're going to be giving the backpacks out for the school-age kids. You know, uh, about mid-August, we'll be giving out free backpacks of school supplies for soldiers and veterans kids. That's the two big things we've got going on right now. All right. Now, again, the reason I ask that is because be sure to take a good video of that. We'll get that video oh, yeah, onto the, the, vet, the Veteran Suicide Prevention Pro, uh, Channel, and uh, yeah. that way you get some advertising behind it also. So, sure, yeah, we'll get again, all right. So, you know, keep in touch, and that way, you know, we'd, we'd be able to, to help out and help each other. Okay. Okay, sounds good. Now, what what have we missed? What are we what's some of the stuff we want to get out uh, before we uh, get to the close of the show? Well, I, I think the biggest thing for me, Gary, is kind of what Bill and you guys just, we were just talking about about doing your research before you donate. Because a lot of people have great hearts in this country; they love their soldiers, they love their veterans. But I think you you know you you can't just donate blindly. You need to do a little bit of research, do a little thinking. You know, there's a lot of grassroots local area like charities in your area there's probably a lot of charities people don't even know about in their local area that if you just did a little bit of research go to your chamber of commerces or wherever you need to go to find out where these nonprofits are you can search the irs database like bill said you can go to irs and search your city or town and see if there's any there and then you can do some investigating so i mean my biggest thing is pick a nonprofit that's doing the right things for the soldiers and the veterans if you're picking a military nonprofit don't pick the ones that have Millions of dollars. I mean, you can Google search any 990 for Wounded Warrior Project or Operation Homefront or whoever, and you can see what they're making. You can see where they're spending their money. So do a little bit of research. Hold yourself accountable as a soldier and a veteran before you donate your money and make sure it's going to an organization that's giving back to that community and not putting it in their own pocket, so to speak. That's true. So that would Very be my true. biggest my biggest message, everybody, is just research your donations because you, if you want to really feel good about it, 
make sure you're giving it to the organization you know is going to do the right things with the money you're giving them, not just blindly giving money because you felt bad about a video or a TV commercial you saw. I mean, the, the, really, the real nonprofits that are doing the real work don't spend money on TV commercials. They're putting it back into their programs. <laughs> they don't that's spend true. money that way. They use it for their they use it for their programs to make sure they can impact their soldiers, their veterans. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that is very very true. Yeah. Now is <laughs> yeah. Now as yeah. far as uh, we know, we understand that uh, uh, our volunteers are the backbone to any organization. If somebody wanted to volunteer, how did, how would they go about it on uh, on your organization? Right on our website, there's a little blue button that says "Help Help Today." Click on that, it takes you right to our, or, or you email, it ends up emailing us, and I answer most of those emails in myself personally, so I shoot you back an email saying, hey, here's when the next you know, volunteer orientation is, we'd love to have you, you know, uh, myself and my wife do a lot of the, the legwork behind the scenes so that we're really, you know, on the phone, on the computer all the time, so uh, we always need volunteers, though, I mean, so if you live in the central Texas area near Fort Hood and you're interested in doing this, we'd love to have you, um, but it's got to be for the right reasons, we don't take community service volunteers because you got in trouble or did something wrong. We want you there for the right reasons. So, uh, you know, we want you to be there because you want to be there to help veterans and soldiers. So that's what we do. But you can do it right on our website. You can apply right, you basically apply right on our website. Um, and then we get you in the system. And what's your URL? It's just phantomsupport.org. Phantom, like Phantom of the Opera, support.org. Can't beat that. <laughs> nope, pretty easy. Yeah, pretty yes. simple. All right. So, as far as the um, uh, veterans working with you, uh, you're you're interested in opening up the, the nationally, and uh, you yeah, mentioned you before mentioned. the show. Yeah, you mentioned before the show that um, you possibly would be looking for somebody uh, in other other parts of the United States uh, that would be interested in, in helping you out and opening an, oh, another no, no. another no. organization. Give us a little hint yeah. how that how that would come about. You're looking for an entrepreneur. Well, no. We're always looking for entrepreneurs, but, you know, an entrepreneur has got to have the right attitude about it. I mean, I'm not going to just give my name and my charity to somebody and let them make money off it. It's, it's got to be, hey, I've made my money, and now I want to give back to this community. I want to make an impact. I want to hire veterans, because that's all I hire, too. I don't hire veterans or veteran spouses or soldiers' spouses. We don't hire just civilians off the street. they got to have some kind of connection to the military when they come work for me. Um, so... My biggest thing, and the way I really want to do it is when I got soldiers here at Fort Hood and they're, you know, they're getting out of the Army, they're retiring or ETSing or just getting out, and they're going back to say they live, in, they live in Kentucky and they want to open one of these up near Fort Campbell or Fort Knox. I want them to have Operation Family Support Fort Campbell, and then I go help them set it up because they want to give back to their community where they live with the soldiers and veterans that live in that community. Because, you know, Bill will tell you this, and I know... If you're a veteran, you know this. Most of us, a lot of the soldiers that get out the last duty station you're at, a lot of us stay around that area because we spent a long time there. We got comfortable there. We got a home there. We don't want to move again. We're tired of moving. So we, you know, like me, I end up staying here. I'm from Chicago. You know, I was, right. my wife's from San Antonio, but we stay here at Fort Hood because our kids are doing good in school. We didn't want to change our schools again. So we just said, you know what? We'll just stay here. We can put our roots down here. And we did. And we've been here for close to 15 years. And we're not going anywhere. And now we've, this has become part of our lives. And we want soldiers to have that same type of attitude. Hey, I'm going back home, and I want to do this at my home, and I want to help soldiers up veterans up there because there's a, a higher saturation of active duty soldiers and veterans near a base. And we all know that if you're in the military, there's always a big veteran community around a military base. So you can impact more people. And that's the attitude of the people that I want to take over their, my 
I don't want to call them franchises, but basically our chapters. When our chapters start popping up all over the country at, at, by every major military installation, I want it to be run by a veteran or a veteran spouse that really wants to give back to this community and make an impact, you know, and make a change for people. So that's what my goal is. So that's what we want to do. I mean, but I'm just trying to build a really super strong foundation first so that it's easy for them to set up when they go to their new, new home or back home. So that's what, that's what our goal is. Totally understand. Now, yep. now, John, we only have a couple of minutes left, and uh, sure. it was a pleasure having you on our show today. I the main thing here me. is what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? I think the biggest thing for all the listeners out there is to know this, that these soldiers and veterans that are coming back from deployments or getting out of service, I think, you know, they're still human beings. They might be different than they were before they went over there. But they still have the desire to be successful. They still have the desire to be needed. They still have a desire to be wanted. Um, and, you know, helping to feed that feeling is by just reaching out and helping when they need help. You don't have to go and force it on them. You don't have to go and do anything to them. Find an organization in your area where you live that does that for soldiers and veterans and donate to them. Give them your time. Most of these organizations would rather have your time as a volunteer than your money. I mean, none of us will turn away money. Don't get me wrong. No, no nonprofits can turn away money just because you need it. But... I would take a volunteer before I take a donation, depending on how big the donation is, of course. <laughs> but yeah. I, I need that volunteer because I need that workforce. I need people to help me continue to do what we do. And like, you know, I, we talked about the numbers. Of four, I had, this Thursday, I had 412 soldiers go through the, and veterans go through the pantry. And on Saturday, we had 375. So we had over 700 people in one week. And if I wouldn't have had my 30, 20 or 30 volunteers back there, it wouldn't have happened because it wouldn't, it just took forever. We never got through the line. Um, so other organizations have it that way, but just do some research. People, just do, do your research. Be diligent about how you give your money or your time, and make sure you're doing it to an organization that you're, you, you've got a part of your heart's going to be with what they do, their mission statement, their vision statement, you know, their end results. Make sure they're doing, doing something that's making an impact, and that's all I would say to all the listeners out there. Is just make sure when you donate, don't just donate blindly. Do your due diligence. Take a few minutes. And do like check it out on Charity Watch, or you know, there's all these different organizations that just check charities. You know, GreatProfits.com. There's a whole bunch of good great, great, GreatNonprofits.org does a good job of checking local area charities too. That give you a lot of ideas. If you type in your address and zip code, it'll pop up every nonprofit in your area that's registered. So just do your due diligence and be 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 good with be you're frugal with your money before you donate. Is the best way to put it. Make sure you're giving it to the right organizations. That's true. And Bill. Yep. Well, John, thank you for your dedicated service to this great country of ours and your continued service to veterans because, uh, as I said earlier, it's about veterans, helping veterans, and I think uh, the track that you are on now that uh, you're going to be very successful. One other suggestion I I would offer up to you in each of the uh, VA medical centers around the country, and I know there must be one right near where you were in the Carpus Cove area. Yep. There's an organization within in that uh, uh, medical center. It's called the Veterans Engagement Board, and how it deals with the community. I would urge you, and I, I know your plate is full, but if you can find a way or someone on your staff to volunteer to serve on that, I think you can influence some of the things that you mentioned about in the VA from that Veterans yes. Community Engagement Board. But it's yeah, a pleasure having you, that, and so John, I hope you will accept yeah. an invitation in the future to come back and be with us. 
Anytime, Bill. Anytime you guys call, I'll be here for you. Definitely. And John, once again, thanks for being on the American Heroes Network Radio. Also, thanks Thanks to all our listeners and supporters. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host, Bill, and our guest, John Valentine. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone.